The Sunday Grill Wedding Special with Ryan Thomas Jewelers. Choose the perfect engagement or wedding ring with their specialist team. RyanThomasJewelers.com So, where to start? Well, rings, of course. Nothing says an engagement better than a social media post of a freshly manicured hand and a big sparkler. I had the happy task of heading to Ryan Thomas Jewelers Clonmel as they were preparing for a busy post-Valentine's weekend. Ryan Thomas Jewelers have a huge curated collection of engagement rings with diamonds and gemstones. They also offer custom-made rings handcrafted by their goldsmith. Hello, uh, my name is Christine. I'm here at Ryan Thomas Jewelers. Please follow me. We'll go upstairs to the Diamond and Wedding Ring Boutique. So off I went upstairs in Ryan Thomas Jewelers to look at lots of diamonds and gemstones. What a day. Yeah, so this is nice and private here, Orla. So please take a seat. Okay. So tell me. What was Saturday like after Valentine's? Is it busier than normal? Um, a little bit busier, I must say, yes, because there's been a few proposals, you know, and like that few gifts that we like to engrave. And if the lady got or, or a guy a nice necklace, for instance, or a bracelet, they would come in and we would personalize it, you know. So that's all done downstairs at our engraving station. And I'm the one who does it normally, you know. And then generally Saturdays are very busy anyway with wedding ring appointments, you know. So we would advise to book an advance. If you're coming to see us, because we booked a few weeks ahead, you know, so couples that are getting married this summer or even some that are getting married maybe in 15 months or so, like to be organized, they come in and pick their wedding bands here at this very table. So tell me about engagement rings. What is the norm that you find here at Ryan Thomas Jewelers? Are people... You know, are men maybe giving a little token ring and then letting their um, fiancés pick the ring? How does that work? So to be honest, what we find most of the time is that is a surprise. So the guy would come and he will pick engagement ring based on the homework that he has done, uh, observing his partner's style, you know, the jewelry they like, the kind of gold color they like, be it white, yellow or rose, you know. And then the most important thing is that we are here to help afterwards as well. So if there's any changing that needs to be done or any tweaking, you know, that's no problem at all. Or even if the the partner loves the ring that they got as a surprise, they're still welcome to come and browse to the selection, get the experience, you know, and try different rings. And a lot of the time they go back to the same ring, you know, but it's just nice to have that option open. Well, show us some of the goods. What have you got? That's, that's just really gorgeous. Good. And let, let's see what's popular these days. Oh, two seconds. Oh, that's your safe. That's your safe. <laughs> the secret hideaway. Wow, that's a lot of rings. There's a lot of rings. So, so it's always good to have an idea of the budget, whether you're coming on your own and getting a ring as a surprise or as a couple. It's just as good to know because then you can narrow your selection to your preference, you know, and your budget. So for, I'm going to show you some rings here, say this tray. So what, what does the budget kind of start at then? Um, I suppose, honestly, we, we, we have rings that will start anywhere from 700 up, you know, sky's the limit, really, you know, so it's good to know roughly your limits. So okay. then we don't spend here the whole day looking at the rings, you know. So if you have a super expensive ring here in this mix. I do. What price are we talking about? Um, I suppose, well, we'll go maybe for not the most expensive thing, ring, but one of the, say, maybe ones up there would be this one here. Is that uh, for 10000 say? Wow. So that would be more higher up the budget, you and know. And that's just one diamond, yes. whereas there's lots here with lots of different diamonds. So why is that so expensive? Because the bigger the diamond and the nicer the quality, the rarer it is. Oh, and the more true. expensive it is. Yes. <laughs> Generally, Orla, if you were to ask me what's the... Average amount for engagement ring for a nice one, 2,000 up is plenty, you know, so you'll get a nice one and plenty of choice for that. Okay. The one we just looked at wouldn't be your average spend. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the cuts. What's very popular at the moment? Um, oval cuts would be the most popular. Um, oval, okay. Yes, indeed. Or like the one I showed you, the round br uh, brilliant cut, and known as a solitaire engagement ring, would be still very popular. Or the tree stone style as well, or trilogy, as some people would like to call it. I'm just trying to see here now. Can I show you it? That would be a trilogy oh, ring. Oh, yes. Here. So Rich one big in solitaire in the middle and two smaller ones yes, at the side. Yes, indeed. Yes, exactly. So that would be quite a classic style, you know, but it's making a big comeback. And so is the solitaire engagement ring. Oval is um, just, I suppose, a fashion at the minute. Everybody wants an oval, but that'll come and go, I'd say. Whereas um, Round Brilliant is always there. 
so is the tree stone. So do people come with an idea and then it might suit their finger or how does it work? So yes, a lot of the time they come, especially if it's a couple and a girl would have looked have looked online beforehand and maybe had a, an idea what she'd like, but sometimes she tries it, tries it on and it actually might not look right at all on her hand. That's why we do advise to come in store, have a look, you know, have a bit of fun. It's a fun experience, you know, it should be fun. You're doing it only once, you know, and then see what suits your hand. So that's where the budget comes in or even your preference for the gold. We narrow the rings down to your preference and then you try everything on in that range. We advise you to be open minded, have a bit of fun and then see what suits your hand. And then does anyone choose something completely different? And, and do you have that if so? Uh, yes, yeah, so I suppose, for instance, or somebody might come looking for an oval cut and then they try it on their hand and they walk out for the tree stone or they walk out for the cluster, you know, or even something like you see this guy here where we have a double diamond band and we also have a halo, you know. They might try it on and say, actually, you know what, I like the look of that in my hand and I never thought I would. What we hear an awful lot of is that, oh my God, I never thought this style would suit me. So... And then are people thinking about their wedding bands as well to go with them? Because I know, you know, you've a lot of different shapes of stones there. So do you need to think about your wedding band on the day and how it will fit? Yes, but we say leave that maybe to the, to the towards the end of the appointment. You know, um, when you narrow down your selection to maybe three or four rings, that's when we'll be able to tell you, look, keep in mind this style because you might need a wedding band slightly shaped or handmade to suit your ring. Or we always point out if the style is perfect for wedding band, meaning that the straight one or any type will fit. You know, so we always advise you towards the end, and we and we always try and show an example as well. You know, but very very briefly as we say that's another day's job you know and it takes another whole appointment to do that but we always point it out yes so you have a very exciting job you must love Saturdays when it gets so busy yes we do and I must say Orla any day could be Monday could be as busy sometimes as a Saturday like it was yesterday you know but yes we love it it's a great excitement and great buzz so if you were to give people who are coming in um, with an idea of a ring some tips what would you say for an engagement ring, I suppose be open-minded, you know, and have most important thing is be brave, be open-minded, be yourself, and have fun. That was Christine from Ryan Thomas Jewelers in Clonmel, County Tipperary. That was just a great morning trying on so many different styles of engagement rings if you are engaged this week the experience of booking an appointment is such a treat and of course Ryan Thomas Jewellers don't just supply wedding and engagement rings but also bridal jewellery for your big day and bridesmaids and groomsmen's gifts as well look you can get more information on their website it is ryanthomasjewellers.com The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103 And on to the dress and not just the dress my dress bridal is situated on Chapel Street in Carrick-on-Shore where bridal advisors Kira and Katrine will help you find your perfect wedding dress and your bridesmaids outfits and accessories. The shop is owned by Lynn Keane who is an expert in another area that's very important when it comes to weddings the honeymoon and she has first-hand knowledge as a bride as she got married just a few months ago. So combine all that experience and knowledge and you've got a one-stop bridal shop. Lynn, tell me more during the week. So I'm the owner of the shop. Um, I took the shop over um, for Maria, who was the old owner back in 2020, January 2020. And um, we all know what happened then. Um, three months later, we were closed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's been a whirlwind. It's been an absolute whirlwind. But um, so my primary role, I suppose, is I'm not on the shop floor a huge amount. So probably people don't get to see me a huge amount. But I also have my other um, business, which we incorporate into the shop. So I do a lot of um, honeymoons. So I'm a travel counsellor. So I have my own travel business. I have done with the last 11 years. Um, and so, yeah, so we let the girls know when they come in that the opportunity is there. If they need help with their honeymoon, um, I'm here too. So it's kind of a, a one-stop shop, I suppose. <laughs> and was that the idea when you took over yeah. the shop two years ago that yeah. it could be incorporated in what you do in uh, holidays and honeymoons? Absolutely. I just thought it was a huge opportunity. I just thought it would be a great way to incorporate it, you know, and have everything kind of in the one um, in the one place. Now, as we know, things didn't turn out quite well for the first two years. Um, I, well, our shop was closed for three different times, three different lockdowns. Um, I spent most of that time cancelling and rebooking holidays, um, honeymoons, etc. But 
you know, we're back now and we're, we're busier than ever, you know. Um, last year, I suppose, was a year of catching up and, you know, all the brides who had their weddings cancelled during COVID. So we had a lot of dresses going out last year and a lot of last minute, um, a lot of brides changed their minds during COVID. Their dress was sitting there so long, kind of came into us for maybe another dress or even a date or an evening dress as well. Um, yeah, but so now we're, we're, we're busier than ever. Um, and as I said, we have the, the honeymoons now are really big as well. People are just like, you know, we're going to do it and we're going to do it right. So what are the big honeymoon destinations these days that you see as a travel counsellor? Yeah, so, oh wow, there's such amazing places. The Maldives are one of our, one of our biggest ones. That's such an influencer place, know, isn't it? I know, I was very lucky. I got to go there myself years ago, yeah. And does it look exactly, exactly. and does everything it says? Exactly what it looks like in the pictures. It's absolutely picture perfect. It's a very quiet destination. So if you're happy to just go and chill on the beach and do a bit of a snorkeling, you know, so a lot of my couples would probably combine it with somewhere else, you know, because the men tend to get a bit bored <laughs> lying on the beach too much. So we might combine it with Dubai or, you know, somewhere like that so that they have a bit of adventure as well as just chilling by the beach. Um, yeah, I mean, Dubai are the Maldives with the water villas are exactly what you see. Apart from that, then the likes of the Caribbean cruises, I have to say cruises this year have just been so, so popular, um, Mediterranean and Caribbean. Uh, and then people can also combine them with somewhere. So if you do a Caribbean cruise, you could do Miami, you could do Orlando. Nashville, actually, is really popular this year as well. Um, and then, yeah, so cruises, depending on the time of year that they're getting married as well. Um, we're obviously avoiding the hurricane season, September, October. So then we're you could be pushing more. South Africa's really made a comeback this year as well. Really good value for money. Um, yeah, they're kind of the main now. Within Europe, you've got Greece and Italy. You can't go yeah, wrong Greece with those. Yeah, Greece is a new one, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Greece is really popular. A lot of people are doing some amazing hotels. And island hopping is actually really popular as well. So, And is Santorini still as massive as it yeah, was? Yeah, mm. Santorini is. Um, but some people are going to combine it with little islands like Naxos and Paris. And actually Ryanair are doing a new direct flight into Sakynthos now as well, which has only been recently announced. So, um, yeah, Greece would be one of, my, one of my top European and Italy. They'd be the two main ones. And when it comes to honeymoons, how much time are people taking for the honeymoons usually? Yeah, it can vary most depending. Some people are going straight after their um, their wedding. So they're getting married maybe on a Friday and a Saturday and heading on honeymoon Tuesday, Wednesday, giving themselves a few days. Um, and then other couples um, are kind of going back to work maybe a week after the wedding and then waiting and having their honeymoon maybe two or three months down the line and I quite like that idea because you still have something to look forward to you know so not you're not coming home from your honeymoon and the wedding you know when it's all over so you know if you do that you still have your honeymoon to look forward to so a lot of people are doing that that's really popular now you got married recently, so you've had the full experience. The did you get? Hand experience. <laughs> yeah. You got your dress here, I presume. I did. Yes, yes. Well, that was a, a hard choice, I have to say. So, um, yeah. I mean, I had a dress, and then I changed my mind because I was due to get married in COVID actually times. So this, but uh, the date we got married was actually our third, our third date. So um, yeah, so we got married in September last year in the beautiful Castle Martyr Resort, and it was absolutely everything I could have dreamed of. The weather was absolutely. Amazing. We got married outside around the fountain. Um, oh, it was just fantastic. So, yeah, I got my dress, obviously here. And then I changed into a, a nighttime dress as well. Bridesmaids dresses as well. All my girls were kitted out and my own little baby as well. She is a year old now, but we had her in her little matching dress as well. So And you weren't tempted to do something quiet during COVID. You just wanted to yeah, wait. No, we, we did think about that, you know, but um, no, I think we've always just wanted to celebrate with our family and our friends, you know what I mean? And I'm so, so glad that we did, you know, because everything that we could have dreamed of, as I said, Castle Martyr is such a beautiful venue for outdoors, you know, so the, we really were so dependent on the weather. And yeah, there was somebody looking down on us because it was absolutely stunning. Yeah, the pictures have turned out really amazing. So it's been great for me then because I've really got the first hand knowledge for people, you know, when they're coming in here into the shop and you know, we did a we did a family moon. I won't say honeymoon. We brought all the kids on the um, on the holiday. We did a cruise then. So we did what I spoke about earlier that we waited. So we got married in September and then we took a few weeks, which I'm really glad I did because it was just it was manic, you know, for the, the lead up to the wedding. And then we went away at the end of October on a cruise for two weeks. And where did you go on your cruise? Yeah, so we actually sailed from Southampton, but then we went down around Lisbon, um, God, I'm actually, Madeira, then into the Canary Islands and um, back up to Vigo. So, yeah, and then we spent two weeks we were gone for. 
gorgeous so you yeah. got to see you got to have a bit of a city break and some yeah. sun as well yeah exactly it was a lovely combination and it was great for me now I've been on cruises before but it was great to go with the kids and um, they had an absolute ball yeah the great thing about a cruise is you know when, when you book a cruise you're paying for everything basically before you go so all your food all your drinks um, they're all included so the boys were up getting their ice creams and their drinks you know and you didn't have to be constantly paying for it as you go um, they love just being getting off and seeing different places every day you know and that is the nice thing about it but the days that you're at sea there is just so much to do so much for the kids all the arcades the pools the slides yeah I mean we love the kids club for you yeah, and the seven well, month old wouldn't go so <laughs> <laughs> I, I brought the little baby into there is a little baby club that you literally can bring oh, them in and, and sit down but there was no hope I was going to get <laughs> and did you feel like you were on honeymoon when you were on the cruise and because your children were with you yeah oh we did it was a really special one you know we actually treated ourselves to um, what we call the, the yacht club experience so it was like we had our own private kind of area and we did that purely because it was our, our family moon you know the ship was really busy at the time because it was the um the summer holiday, you know, the midterm break. So, like, it would have been really hard to get even, you know, sun Andrews and stuff around the pool. So it was lovely to have treated herself to that and have the, you know, the peace and the privacy, especially with the baby as well. Yeah, so it was lovely. I'm a traffic cancer in Carrigan now with 11 years. Um, my little boy was six weeks old at the time. I don't make things easy on myself. So he was six weeks old when I started as a traffic cancer. So I have really built the business up from nothing. It was when I moved home from Cyprus, we had, the, we had Jack. And um, I thought traffic cancer was a great fit for me because I was able to work from home and um, and it has worked. I built up a, a really good loyal client base um, in the town and the surrounding area. So I'm really lucky is that I get a lot of um, referrals from word of mouth people who have booked at me. Um, you know, will recommend me and 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 clients will come back to me. And I think also as well from I looked after my clients really well during COVID. You know, it was a tough time. You know, I basically spent the all those lockdowns cancelling and refunding holidays you know and there was no money coming in you know but at the end of the day I still had to do the work you know and, and that was tough because it wasn't just it was everybody the whole world wanted their refund you know so it, it took a lot of time it took a lot of perseverance um, but everybody was looked after and they knew they had me at the end of the phone they weren't trying to get through to a company and they didn't know if they were open or you know who they were going to get you they had me at the end of the phone and um yeah I got all their refunds and so I think that has stood to me as well because a lot of people have come back to me you know from then this January was the busiest January I've ever had since joining travel counselors oh, yeah it's it was fantastic it just felt so good and so refreshing you know after the last few years of thinking how I'm going to get through this you know what I mean but um I just kept kept going and I'm so glad I did so yeah in 11 years January 2023 was my busiest and best month ever so I'm delighted and really proud about that now as someone who is just married Mm -hmm. and has people coming in here who are about to experience what you experienced what have you learned from it what advice would you give to people who are just starting out on the wedding journey um, yes, I would just be as prepared as much as possible. You know, I had a lot of time, obviously, because our wedding was um, was postponed um, three times. But, you know, getting as much booked in advance as possible. So getting your photographer, your your venue, obviously your photographer, your hair and makeup, um, having your band, your band especially, actually, because they really do book really quickly now. Um, getting as much booked in advance as possible. Um will just make things easier for you. You know, you don't want to be stressing and not having the suppliers that you want available then as well because they are booking, people are booking 2025 now. You know, so you really need, you need to just be on the ball when you get engaged and you you have your date set, go sort your venue firstly and then get your suppliers. A lot of people are doing their research now through Instagram as well and seeing all the, the photos and picking their photographer and their bands. And a lot of it is from referrals as well. You know, people are telling them, oh, we had this band at our wedding, etc. So that would be my main advice. Get all of those booked as much in advance as possible. Um, I think the biggest shock for me was the amount of little things that had to be done in the lead up to the wedding. You know, in the last few weeks or whatever, there was just so many little things. That you and were think, you mostly the person doing that? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I was the one sitting, <laughs> doing my work all day, putting the baby to bed and then taking the wedding folder out at mm. night time while himself <laughs> sat there and go, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was doing most of it. But you know what? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's, it's a big part of my job, you know, I in my previous days before I did travel I actually was a wedding coordinator so I lived over in Cyprus for two years 
so I have that background as well, you know, of, of being on that side with the with the bride. So that was a great, that's been a great help. So that really stood to me even for my own wedding. A lot of like, I'm really into the personal details. So I had a travel team at my wedding. So we had like the globes and stuff on the table. So I think couples as well can incorporate things like that into their day. You know, things that are important to them. Travel is a big thing for us and for our family. We love to travel, you know, so I brought that in as a theme on our wedding day. So that was lovely. Gorgeous. Yeah. Well, it's lovely to be here in your shop, which really has everything from bridesmaids dresses, you have shoes, accessories, the dresses themselves You even have a swing. We have a swing. Yes, we do our, our Instagram swing, as we would call it. So as you're coming into the shop, but especially when the, the girls are going out and our little communion girls, they absolutely love it. They have to get their photo on the swing. We also have a throne as well in our communion room there. So they have to when they said yes to the dress, they get their their photos on that. So, yeah, it's they, they love it, you know. Wow. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so we're on Instagram, Facebook and we have our website as well. So. We would have all of our dresses up there. We also have um, a sale section for our um, wedding dress because during COVID, we we got a lot of stock in that we just weren't able to move on and seasons change and, and dresses get discontinued. So we have the most fantastic dresses in our sale room purely because they have been discontinued. So um, we put them all up on our website and we have an area here in our shop as well. And um, and yeah, we just try and put as much as we can up on our Instagram and just, you know, get our brides to have a look at our communion dresses, the accessories, etc. So, And that website is mydressbridalwear.ie you'll also find My Dress Bridalwear on Instagram and they have so many photos up of bridesmaids dresses and wedding dresses you could spend the whole day looking at that Instagram account My Dress Bridalwear is what you need to look out for on Instagram and then if you want to talk to Lynn as a travel counsellor just go on to travelcounsellors.ie the Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. It is the Sunday Grill. We're talking all things wedding this morning because we're just a few days after Valentine's and I'm thinking there might be a few of you at the fiancé stage of your lives, early fiancés. So you've had the proposal, the ring has been chosen, you have a short list of venues already. So what's next? Well, what about... Who's going to do the ceremony for you? Kira O'Connor is a registered salmonizer and life celebrant based in Waterford. And she's here to tell us more about what she does and how she can add to your big day. You're very welcome, Kira. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Did I say that right? Salmonizer. <laughs> I was laughing right here. It's a very <laughs> difficult word to say. Clap it out with me. Salmonizer. Oh, I said it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Salmonizer. Solemnizer. A solemnizer, which means that you have the legal capacity to marry someone in their venue on the day, as okay. long as it's a, a registered no okay venue. It's, it's a confusing one because um, there's religious ceremonies, civil ceremonies and secular ceremonies. Yes. Is that right? Yes. So how do we break those down? So obviously the religious ones, you know, they're very much the traditional wedding ceremonies that we've seen down through the decades. How, what, what's the difference between the other two? So I suppose if we talk about the register of solemnizers, that's the easiest way, I think, for people to understand the differences. So there's three parts to the register of solemnizers. You can have a religious wedding by a religious solemnizer. That doesn't necessarily mean it's someone in a church or religious group. Okay. So I sit on the religious solemnizing list. Okay. But I do mostly secular weddings. Okay. So weddings without religion. Why am I on that? Because I solemnize under a body called Entheos Ireland mm-hmm. and we're all about inclusivity and diversity. So we said if we sit on a secular register, what if somebody wants someone to do a tip of the hat to the religion they're from, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily want to marry within that religious body. So we sit on the, relig- the religious register of solemnizers. Hard to say, isn't it? It's so hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you have what's called a civil ceremony. So this is what people think they're having. Um, and I see it on loads of websites. Civil ceremonies available here. But a civil ceremony is only carried out by a HSC registrar. Okay. Either in the HSC office. Okay. Or sometimes registrars for an extra fee will come and marry you. So that's not you. That's not me. Okay. That's not me. So that's a civil ceremony. Um, and then there's the secular register and the humanists and some others sit on the secular register mm-hmm. and they um, do secular weddings. Okay. Um, but a lot of solemnizers will sit on the religious register so that they can give the choice to people. And that's what my group do, Entheos Ireland. We're all about the choice. Okay. Lovely. Because although people don't want to go down the traditional route sometimes, there is tradition that they'd like to hold dear. Like I do a lot of weddings that would be multicultural. And so I did a wedding a little while ago where we had the Arabic wedding prayer and the Catholic wedding prayer and the rest of the 
um, ceremony was secular, we'll say. Okay. So okay. there wasn't any religion in it, but it was really lovely because it was a tip of the hat to the families and it was um, read by the dad and the mom, and it just went down an absolute treat. So it was gorgeous. It's lovely. really nice to be able to bring the traditions you want with you and not feel stuck in a certain area. You have a big smile on your face. You love this. I love it and I love talking about it. It's just brilliant. Like, you know. What do you love about it? Um, I mean, initially you get to talk to couples and they've just got engaged or they've just decided on their venue and they are bursting with happiness. I mean, in its essence, a marriage is a happy day most of the time. And um, you're involved in a really joyous moment for people and for their families and for their friends. And no matter what's gone before and no matter what happens afterwards, you are helping to create that joy for Mm -hmm. them. And it's just so hard not to smile. I have like a movie reel in my head now at the moment of all the times I've said, you may now kiss your bride or you may now kiss your husband or you may now have the shift, you know, sometimes (laughs) we say that. So Um, as long as the legal framework is followed in a solemnising marriage outside of that, you can colour it in whatever way you want. You can keep it beautifully romantic or really funny. You can have your children involved, your aunties, your uncles, your friends. Um, you can follow ancient rituals. You can make up your own, which is a forte of mine. I love that. I like to take a bit of poetic license, you know, <laughs> depending on the personality of the people that I'm speaking to. I'm like, do you know what? You could do that. But let me tell you what I do. <laughs> and you have so many of those rituals that I've been at weddings where I've seen them and don't massively get them. The sand one. Mm-hmm. What's the sand one? So the idea of the sand ceremony. Well, again, My idea of the sand ceremony. So the idea for me of the sand ceremony is that each individual is made up of thousands of experiences Mm -hmm. that make them who they are. And when you blend your experiences together in a long term relationship and decide to marry, then the stronger and more solid your foundation is as a couple. Because one tiny grain of sand does not make a beach. Oh, lovely. And then um, on the other scale, I've seen photos on your website, which is mkushlacelebrancy.com of two llamas. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just thrown in there. Just in case you want llamas at your wedding ceremony. Yeah, that was gas. So um, big shout out to Lynn and Graham who got married (laughs) out in the Haven Hotel, one of my favourite venues to work in. Paul and Karen and the team are amazing. And actually, you know, people get married out there. There's a gorgeous backdrop. Outside is fabulous. But the marquee is gorgeous. And also, if you're having a smaller, more intimate wedding, the inside is fabulous, Mm. too. And the staff are amazing. And being from Waterford, I've been to loads of weddings there. So I know that the fun just carries on through the day. So two llamas arrived in Dunmore Two llamas arrived from K2 Alpacas. um, And they put on their (laughs) wedding garb and they arrived up the aisle with the hand fasting ribbons tied to them. So uh, up they came anyway. It was just a bit of crack, like, you know. (laughs) So we'd had the full wedding and then we were doing a hand fasting to finish, um, which is lovely old ancient Celtic ritual. Mm. And uh, the couple were saying, do you know what? Let's just throw a bit of fun in here. So the llamas arrived up and one of them had a dicky bow on and the other had a lovely kind of like doily around her neck. And oh, sure, we were just laughing our heads off. It was was brilliant. no relevance to the couple or anything? Not at all. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love that couple. It's just like, what, what bit of weirdness could we throw in here, you know? Yeah, it was hilarious. And then afterwards, we were able to get pictures of the llama and stuff. Brilliant. But people have anything they want. Like, there's so many ideas out there for what you want. Yeah, and is it usually a certain type of couple that comes to you? Because I'm even thinking that, you know, when people get engaged, maybe they are thinking they would they either want that church wedding or maybe that's all that's an option to them. Is it a certain type of couple who wants to maybe be at a certain venue or wants something completely different? Well, I I get lots of different couples and I I marry them in lots of different ways. Mm. I I think my particular niche would be doing something really fun and Mm. relaxed and a bit different. I speak French and Irish as well. Mm -hmm. So I do loads of bilingual ceremonies. So I think people would come to me knowing that I'm open to different languages and different cultures. So that's what I really love to do. But I also do really... And I'm going to say simple, and that doesn't mean that they're less. They're just as gorgeous. But I would do a lot of simple weddings where people really don't want to walk up the big aisle in the church, but they do want to keep a lot of the traditions Mm. like lighting the candle, having mom and dads and brothers and sisters do a reading. Like I said, sometimes the marriage prayer, things like that Mm -hmm. come in. Um, And those ones are lovely as well because the the tone is so different in in a kind of a, a smaller wedding, maybe in a smaller venue that has less big belters going on in it, you know, and less mm. rituals and things. It's really all about the romance and the two people getting married. Lovely. 
Equally, you can have a big, rambunctious, fun wedding. Mm-hmm. It's still about the two people getting married. Mm-hmm. That is why people pick a celebrant wedding. Okay. And a celebrant and a solemnizer, I'll explain that now. <laughs> but that is why people pick celebrant weddings because they really want to do what they want mm. in the way that they want. Like I said, whether it's all singing and dancing, like we've done... Um, What's it called? Uh, what's it called where you start singing a line and then someone else stands up and sings a line and then someone else... To, um, kind of like off the cuff kind uh, of stuff. Yeah, like... Um, I don't know, I can't remember what it's called now. But um, we do like mad stuff like that and then within it kind of have the, the marriage. Brilliant. But also I've done really, really gorgeous weddings where we have the candle lighting and uh, a reading, any kind of a reading that you want. And then uh, sometimes people put a speech into their wedding mm-hmm. and then we sign the marriage certificate and we, we do all the legalities as well. But Lovely. I think because we we need to follow the legal framework when we're solemnizers, but we have fluidity in what we're allowed to do around that and there's no kind of time limits. Okay, great. What sort of venues are you at? Like, what's the most unusual place that you've married someone, married a couple? Um, I don't know so much about unusual um, if you want to get legally married you have to have a venue that has a fixed abode okay. um, and a fixed address okay so that could be someone's home obviously could it it can't be someone's home because that's be. a private venue ah okay so it's quite confusing in a way and I suppose we're watching a lot of television and what we want and mm. so there are a lot of rules and regulations there around are it. but I suppose this would be a good time to explain the difference between the word celebrant mm. and solemnizer so I do weddings where I work solely as a celebrant and I do weddings where I'm working as a celebrant solemnizer. A solemnizer is a celebrant who has the legal capacity to marry you and sign your marriage certificate okay. on the day. So that needs to happen in a fixed In a registered abode, venue registered and venue. something with a, a okay. postal address and um, you have to talk to the HSC okay. and see and all of that yeah. kind of thing. But I do lots of celebrant weddings and I'm just working as a celebrant and that's called a symbolic wedding. Uh So people will have signed their marriage certificate maybe with the civil office in the HSE beforehand because their venue isn't acceptable Mm -hmm. as a legal wedding venue. For instance, your back garden or a beach. And have you done those? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people could go to, you know, their council offices and get married there and do that with just two people and then have a big celebration and you come in as a solemn... A solemnizer. Solemnizer and have the big celebration with all... No, I come in as a celebrant and I do a (laughs) symbolic wedding. A solemnizer, when I'm working as a solemnizer, I am legally marrying the people. So you come in as a celebrant... And there's a big party. And there's a big party. And you have your wedding, but it's called a symbolic wedding. It's exactly the same as a wedding, as the weddings I would do as a solemnizer, just without the legal part, without the marriage certificate. So all of the flavour in your wedding is a celebrant wedding. Okay. And then the legalities are solemnized. Okay. And that celebrant wedding can happen wherever you want it to be. Wherever you like it. So did a brilliant one. Um down on a beach. So I actually acted as solemnizer and celebrant for a couple. So I was speaking to them. They knew they couldn't have a legal wedding on the beach, but they actually had two days. So instead of going to the civil office, I came and I did a small micro wedding with them Lovely. in a registered venue okay. um, with their family. And then they had a larger beach wedding, Gorgeous. which was amazing. And it was lovely that I could take them in through. Ireland. Yeah. Wow. On the 23rd of December. Wow, even better. <laughs> <laughs> and the sun shone and we sang songs. And I didn't tell them what was happening in the wedding. Now, they, I said, do you trust me? And they said, okay. <laughs> so we'd done our legal wedding properly, uh, like our, our proper legal wedding before. So then we were able to go to the beach and uh, I gave everyone who was coming to the beach a job. I asked them to bring something and we made an altar and I told stories about why each thing was being brought and we had rosemary oil because it's really good for the senses. Like that kind of stuff is where I shine. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, But then back garden weddings are gorgeous as well because it's the family home and there's so much history there. You know, it's so lovely. So, I mean, really... I think when people get engaged, they're like, OK, I, I want a church, fine. Or I want my back garden, fine. But anything in the middle is like this grey area. Yes. And it's good, I think, to look for your celebrant or solemnizer first. Look for someone who really resonates with you. Do they, do you like their voice? You know, do you like the sound of them? Do they sound like they know what they're talking about when you talk to them? You know, because you will need their help um, with the legalities and 
you know, with rituals and with how to lay out your ceremony and things like that. So it's it's really good to get on the phone to people and have a chat with them because you need to connect with that person. That mm-hmm. that is your wedding. That's why you're having the party. Yeah. Well, if Kira's voice resonates with you, you can get in touch with her via her website and you have a gorgeous website. Um it is Mukushla celebrancy.com and that is M-O-C-H-U-I-S-L-E celebrancy.com Kira, thanks a million for coming into the Sunday Grill wedding special this morning The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103 It's the Sunday Grill here on Beat 102-103 and our wedding special and what is a wedding day without the food and there's just so much to talk about but let's concentrate on the sweet stuff and talk to Karen Cotter she's based in County Washford in Ferrybank are you a Washford or Kilkenny lady Karen? I'm actually completely far and I'm from Cork Oh okay so you've come <laughs> come to the other side so do you say you're yep. Ferrybank County Washford or Ferrybank County Kilkenny? I'm Kilke- Well, my shop is in the Waterford side. It's just over the bridge. And then okay. my home part is the Kilkenny side, one minute up the road. Okay, so you're, you're straddling, straddling those yeah. two counties. And you I'm are... on the first. Yes, totally. You really are. Just cork through and through. You are yeah. buns and roses. And you really have one of those COVID stories um, for the sort of things that you provide for, for lots of celebrations, including weddings. Because buns and roses isn't your primary job, is it? No, um, I'm actually by profession a medical scientist. Uh, I work in a hospital here in Waterford, University Hospital Waterford. So how did this all start at Buns and Roses? Um, I suppose it started, I've been baking for years and um, would have been participating in all the bake sales and things like that at work and always had a really big love for baking. Um, and then when my kids came along, uh, my three kids, um, they all have allergies and things like that and dietary requirements. So I kind of found it hard to get cakes. So I started making them really elaborate but tiny cakes and uh, started doing that for then for friends. And then that trickled out into doing favours for weddings and things like that. And then word got out and people liked what they were tasting. Um, so people started asking me to do the cakes and it just kind of morphed into this business and then just kept growing and growing. Um, until I eventually had to kind of find a premises this year. Wow. And when did this all start for you? So um, I, just going on two years ago, um, it started okay. in the middle of COVID. So uh, I'd say April, May 2021, something like that. And how did it yeah. start? Because there weren't many weddings then, I suppose. Um, so it started that a friend, her daughter was turning 21 and they couldn't get a cake for um party and she said oh Karen I know you do really lovely cakes could you please do me a cake for my daughter and I just did it as a favour and then that favour there was somebody else at that party and they needed a favour and then there was somebody getting married and they loved the cake and they said oh can I get a cake and that's just kind of how it started and just kind of just kept growing and growing and I love doing the cakes and baking is just anyone who bakes will know that it's like the most expensive hobby in the world (laughs) so when people wanted to pay for the ingredients and all I had to do was create and then I suppose I'm quite limited in what I was able to create for my own children because of their dietary restrictions that when I had all these people who loved gluten and create endless things and wanted you know I love floristry and when people wanted me to put flowers all over their cakes and these big wedding cakes, I just loved doing it. And, you were in heaven. Um, yeah, I was in heaven. It was such a, it was just such a gift to be able to do this and create it for people. And then it just kept going. And when people wanted it, the momentum just kind of carried it forward. And I always put off doing it for years because I thought it would be just this really difficult thing. And mm. I didn't have a lot of spare time in my life. I have a young family and I have a really hectic job. And uh, I just said, oh, you know, it's one of these things to be really difficult and I can't find the time for it. But it just slotted really naturally into my life and became this really lovely, passionate hobby that people just loved as well. So and I, I started um, reaching out on Instagram and making friends with other bakers because during lockdown, you know, you couldn't even see any of your own friends mm-hmm. or anyone besides your own family. So Instagram kind of became a little bit of an escape for me that I was sharing <clears throat> all these home bakes that I was doing at home just in my own kitchen and making friends all across the world. And then my Instagram page just started to kind of grow and grow and grow. And now I have, I think, over 3000 followers on Instagram and, you know, all these people every time. It's just such a lovely motivational thing. Mm. Anytime you put out a cake or something with a new flower. Oh, and, your stuff um, is gorgeous. People, like it's, oh, thank it's you so, much. so lovely thank to you. look at. What are people when it comes to the wedding? Is it just wedding cakes you're doing or is there anything else that people are asking you for for their wedding day? 
Um, lots of different things. I did. I did the um the wedding day there with Beach mm, um yes. back in September, and I got so many strange and unusual requests at that as well. Um, people were saying, "Oh, I was at a wedding and they had donuts all over, and I was at another wedding and they had just slabs of brownies. Is that something we can do?" And I was like, "Yes, you can do anything you want." And people want these really ornate cakes. But then maybe they don't want to cut them. They want them for the pictures. And they said, can you just make slabs and slabs of cake that we can cut of all these different flavors? Is that a way to, to, you know, really celebrate and kind of have this really decadent kind of affair where there's lots of flavors going on? But you can kind of do anything. People love cupcakes. They still love cupcakes and they love floral cupcakes and they love flowers all over their wedding cake. The big thing is the cake. People love the cake. And, and what flavours are popular for the cake these days? Is it, is it still the kind of one chocolate biscuit cake, one sponge that it used yeah, to be? Yeah, you get some requests. Like, I mean, there's a lot of new modern flavours coming in. A lot of people are going for Kinder Boy, you know, wedding cakes and Biscoff wedding cakes and all these kind of crazy flavours that they want because they really want to wow their guests with something that's just new and modern and like a breath of fresh air. And I love doing those. Um, but then you also get lovely kind of timeless requests where someone says, my mom really wants to make my wedding cake. Can you help me to decorate it? If she makes the fruitcake, will you decorate it? And I love being a part of that side of it as well, because you're helping someone carry over this real sentimentality into their wedding. So, yeah, there's there's the big flavours are always going to be the chocolate biscuit cake. People love chocolate biscuit cake. Waterford seems to be lemon central. Everyone mm. in Waterford loves lemon. Mm. Um, and then you've got your vanilla and jam. Oh, everyone vanilla, loves vanilla and jam. You cannot go wrong with vanilla and jam. No. You no, really everyone can't. loves jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love jam. So you've opened yeah. a new shop in Ferrybank. What would people find there? Buns and roses is what you need to watch out for in Ferrybank in County Waterford. Thank you. Um, so uh, basically, cupcake artistry. Um, I just have a small little shop. I only open a handful of hours during the week. It's mainly for people collecting pre-ordered cakes and pre-ordered cupcakes. But then I do a little selection every week of what I'm baking in my big cakes. I make them into cupcakes and I kind of put on about 10 different flavoured cupcakes. And then I always have chocolate biscuit cake. I like to make some gluten-free bakes because I just from my own children, I know it's hard to get gluten-free things when you're out and about. So I have gluten-free tray bakes and things like that. And then I'm moving into kind of offering cake slices. So slices of my bigger cakes, but with real kind of um, fancy piping and artistry going on. So you're kind of like a little slice of heaven. Something a little bit different as well in the, in you know, an array of coffee shops too. And are you offering coffee as well? Yeah, I have a a lovely coffee machine, which I've been renting from the guys at Coffee House Lane, Mark. Um, They've been so nice and so kind to help me set it up. And I'm uh, using one of their artisan roasts, uh, Copper Coast Roast, it's called. And it's beautiful. And we did loads of tastings with them and they were so helpful in helping us decide flavours. And we picked some some blends that really complement the flavour of the cakes. I have a few tables inside in the cafe so you can sit in and it's also where I've been hosting all my tastings for any of the weddings that I have booked. Couples are coming in, they're getting to pick out a selection of cakes and then they sit down, they have a little cup of coffee, a cup of tea, um, try all their flavours and then chat with me afterwards. We go through designs. So it's just lovely. It's a really nice experience and it's really kind of small and bespoke, like a little boutique. Gorgeous stuff. Well, if people want to check you out, they just need to search for Buns and Roses on Instagram. As you said, you've over 3000 followers and just so many photos of Little pieces of art. Your cakes are just gorgeous. I see you're doing that unicorn cake, which is something I oh, would yeah. never do. It, it's so simple, but so beautiful. Um, you have Thank lovely you. stuff there. And of course, some great ideas if someone is engaged and thinking about their wedding day and what they would like to incorporate a sweet treat and wedding cake wise. Buns and Roses is on Instagram and Karen Cotter is the woman behind it. Best of luck with everything, Karen. And thanks a million for joining me this morning. Thank you, Orla. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. It is the Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. We are having a wedding special today. And in that vein, we're going to talk some romantic movies with our very own Brian Griffin. Now, when I think of romance, I can't say I necessarily think of Brian Griffin. I think he can be quite cynical about (laughs) it. I'll have you know, Orla, I had an absolutely fantastic Valentine's Day. And I... I sat down and I got a Chinese and I watched when Harry met Sally on my own, but I had a great time. Okay. I love love, Orla. I okay. just, nobody loves me. Is the problem. I'm sorry, Brian, I love you. And I'm sorry, <laughs> oh. I'm sorry to, to have been so cynical about you. I, I really do feel as if I've just decided that you're not a soft, 
romantic type when in fact you are <laughs> when it comes to yourself and Chinese's and when Harry Yeah, I love that. myself. Yeah. Well, that's the most important thing, Brian. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, Harry Matsali, not really available streaming wise, but we're going to look back at some of the most iconic kind of romantic movies from the early noughties onwards. And um, we're not going to do too many of them. And I have to say, they, again, with the whole, you know, not the most romantic of men, Brian, they don't really hold love up to a good um, test, especially if their titles are anything to go by. We have 10 things I hate about you and he's just that, not that into you. Yeah, I, I, honestly, because it's just a case of finding what's on streaming is a, is a big thing because a lot of the, the made, most famous ones don't really seem to be available, which is kind of mad. Yeah, Especially at this time of the year, you imagine they would have had them for February, but look. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you, of course, with your old school DVD player, that's how you're watching the Harry Met Sally's <laughs> yeah. and all. So yeah. what, what can we do? Um, let's start with, I think, one of my favourite movies from the late 90s, um, the American teen romantic comedy that is 10 Things I Hate About You. Julia Stiles in there. I haven't heard much from her in a long time. She was in a series there a couple of years ago. Um, Heath Ledger too. And Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt that I completely forgot was in this movie. Yeah. How would you describe 10 Things I Hate About You? It It's, well, it's, it's written by Shakespeare originally. It's based on a yes. Shakespeare play. So mm -hmm. it has that kind of like, it has a kind of poeticism, I suppose, to it. Mm -hmm. But it's it's essentially... There's there's two sisters. One of them's not allowed to date until the the old, younger sister's not allowed to date until the older one does. And it's basically a case of trying to find someone that's pretty much undateable, a boyfriend. And it it's honestly it's, it's such a lovely story. It really <laughs> like, is. From, it's it's just so it's just so heartwarming. You can sit down and watch it with anybody. Like you know. True. Let's listen to a clip from Ten Things I Hate About You. This is an interaction between uh, Julia Stiles. And Heath Ledger. Um, of course, the Shakespeare uh, play that it's based on is The Taming of the Shrew. That mightn't help you at all if you didn't do that for your leaving cert. But here's a clip from <laughs> 10 Things I Hate About You. Why are you doing this? I told you, you may have a concussion. You don't care if I never wake up. Sure I do. Why? Well, then, because then I'd have to start taking out girls who actually like me. Like you could find one. Oh, see, that, there. Who needs affection when I have blind hatred? So why'd you let him get to you? Who? Joey. I hate him. Well, you've chosen the perfect revenge. <laughs> well, you know what they say. Nope, what do they say? No, 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 no. Cat, come on, wake up. Look at me. Listen to me, Cat. Open your eyes. <sighs> hey. Your eyes have a little green in them. That is Patrick. <laughs> And Kat from 10 Things I Hate About You, Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles. Let's move on 10 years to 2009. And I loved this movie. Um, he's just not that into you. This is a massive movie in many ways. It's based on nine different people and their varying romantic problems. And I was watching clips from it earlier, Brian. And a lot of these actors, you don't see them in much stuff anymore. So it's really interesting to see how even in 2009, there were the big stars that aren't so big anymore. Will we have a quick listen to a clip from He's Just Not That Into You before we chat about it? Of course. So I would love to call you sometime. Do you have a card? Of course. Oh, great. Look forward to hearing from you, Gigi. Oh, wait. Are you hearing from me or am I getting a call? We'll talk. We'll get in touch. Oh, oopsie. You did it again. Very vague. Uh, you know what? Let's just say that you'll call me and then we can skip all the nonsense. Goodbye, Gigi. He was cute. Yeah, please don't cyber stalk him. There you go. That is, he's just not that into you. And that is Jennifer Goodwin, someone I'd totally forgotten about. Yeah, it's someone like I'd, I'd always associated her with this now. And I've seen her in things since. I'm like, she is the girl from uh, to, uh, He's Just Not That Into You. Mm. But it's 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 such a it's a, such a random movie because, yeah, like you're saying, OK, Bradley Cooper, Scarlett Johansson. Ben Affleck as well and like like I suppose then like Drew Barrymore Jennifer Connelly mm. Jennifer, like it's there there is a lot of cast but you just would never put them together but then 
I don't know why it's such like it's. It, I suppose it is a pessimistic movie overall. It but came it is from a book, so heartwarming. And you know yeah, what? I yeah. think it came from a book that was mentioned in Sex and the City or something like that, and that's how this all started. Classic. So, yeah, Classic. love it. Really, really love it. Let's go a bit more up to date. Of course, there's so much talk about this new movie starring Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher, the real naughty stars of chick flicks. It's called Your Place or Mine. Not getting the best of reviews, but if you like a bit of early noughties romance 20 years on maybe that would be the one for you and also I loved this you didn't like it that much available on Netflix as well as You People with uh, yeah. Jonah Hill Eddie Murphy in there as well I really liked this I, for me it kind of felt like a, a wannabe meet the parents type thing okay. really yeah, I just felt like Jonah Hill and, and Eddie Murphy have been funnier in, in other things I suppose I, I, maybe I, I want more of a comedy than a kind of a heartwarming film but and, and I was kind of disappointed with that but. I didn't really believe the romance between Lauren London and Jonah Hill's characters either in this but but apart yeah, it, from that I really, really no it didn't seem like it was that they would have that um, click between the two of them there's also been a lot of news reports recently that their kiss was CGI'd for some reason yeah I saw that as well so <laughs> why I don't know such an odd one I don't know yeah so there you go. There's some suggestions for romantic movies if you're feeling that way inclined post Valentine's or if you're someone who's celebrating a new engagement. Where can we see all these uh, movies, Brian? So 10 Things I Hate About You is Disney Plus. He's Just Not That Into You is Netflix, as is Your Place for Mine and uh, You People. You People. So, Good stuff. Which would yeah. you choose from the four of those if you had to watch one right now? Probably 10 things I hate about you. I've actually, since we've been talking about it, I'm like, oh, actually, I'll watch that later on. I think I would watch He's Just Not That Into You. I like a movie with lots of cast in them and lots of different um, characters. And it's a real anti-COVID thing. You know, we were talking about The Whale last week where it's just in one room. This is like oh, a, yeah, a vast yeah. movie compared to that. This is just like, yeah, how many places can we be with how many people, yeah. realistically? They didn't yeah. know what was coming, did they? The good old times, The huh? good old days. Well, look, Happy post-Valentine's. I'll let you get back to your Chinese for one. Yeah. <laughs> That's so depressing when you say it. But <laughs> but sounds like bliss when you do it. Oh, yeah. No, it was great. I had a great time. What kind of a Chinese oh. did you have? What's your Chinese of choice? I got a, I got noodles this time. Oh, to change fancy. it up. Mm. Very I know, fancy. I was really, I was really sad. I, I splash out. Like, I'm so impressed. I got uh, some Peking chicken, I think it was. Oh, so. lovely. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, look, we will talk to you back in studio next week. <laughs> yeah, I'll have more takeaways and whatever I have in between. Yeah, this and fill and us then. in on that. <laughs> Thanks, and movies Ryan. as well. Of course. of course. No bother. The Sunday Grill Wedding Special with Ryan Thomas Jewelers. Choose the perfect engagement or wedding ring with their specialist team. RyanThomasJewelers.com.